0: And welcome back to the exceptional sales letter podcast. Darren Mitchell here on a beautiful Wednesday, Wednesday, the 28th of April. Another hump day in the work week, and I've got to say, here in the Macedon Ranges, there was a bit of fog this morning, but right now it is absolutely spectacular. Not a breath of wind, the colors of the trees are phenomenal, and the sunshine is bright, not a cloud in the sky. It's just unbelievable. A great day to be alive and a great day to be talking to you on the next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Now, in today's episode, uh, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into a topic that I covered uh, a couple of Fridays ago, I think a week and a bit ago, where we talked about uh, what do you stand for? As a leader, what do you actually stand for? And uh, I talked about values, I talked about beliefs, talked about standards. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the standards because what's really interesting is many Many leaders are simply thrust into the role of sales leader because they've come from uh, an individual contributor role, role which, for all intents and purposes, they were very successful at. So the leadership team says, "Right, you've been a fantastic sales executive. We're now going to put you into a sales leadership role, and you can teach your team how you became so successful, so you can just duplicate yourself." Now, some people take that, like uh, take to that role, like fish takes to water. Often it's completely different and many leaders unfortunately feel as if they are a fish out of water and it's not something they want to continue with. Hence, many of them end up going back to the individual contributor role. And so one of the things that uh, I've found helps make the transition is getting really, really clear on what the values are. What do you stand for as a leader? Now, I'm not going to repeat all the stuff I talked about a couple of weeks ago because I do want to talk specifically about uh, values and give you some ideas around uh, what values could be, but also how do we actually elicit those and how do we put those into some sort of an order. But before I do that, I want to just share with you a little bit of an analogy around if you think about an iceberg. now If if you've been into the Antarctic, and I've got a few friends that have done that, and they say it's just absolutely spectacular. But in the Antarctic, there's a lot of icebergs, and icebergs, for all intents and purposes, have a very low percentage of their total volume sitting above the water. So you only see a small percentage of the iceberg above the waterline because the bulk of it is beneath the water. And it's a really good analogy when it comes to leadership, and certainly on the topic we're talking about today in terms of values, in that what you see typically on uh, in, a, in a leader, in a sales team for that matter, or in fact, in anybody, is the stuff that's above the waterline. What you see is behaviors and ultimately what you see is outcomes or results. What you don't get to see as much of, and it's really difficult to see, is what is below the water, what is not seen. But these things that are not seen often shape the things that are seen. So this is where values, uh, attitude, mindset, beliefs, and standards of behavior come in in terms of how do, these, how do these play out in terms of the behaviors that we actually do see and therefore the results that we see. And so it's really important when working with sales leaders and their teams, it's critical that we focus on values really, really early in the engagement, because for many people, they don't have an idea about what the values are. They may actually have a company that's done some core values, but that core values work has been typically done by a steering committee. It hasn't necessarily involved everybody, and they really, and be respectful here, in many cases, they're very surface level in terms of values. And when it's rolled out, it's simply rolled out on a piece of paper that's laminated, placed on a, on a wall in an office somewhere, and for all intents and purposes, it's not seen probably after the first couple of days. And therefore, the values are not necessarily seen in the day-to-day activities and the day-to-day actions and behaviors of the team and also the senior leaders. So one of the things I did mention a couple of weeks ago on this previous podcast was what should happen is you should be able to have somebody follow you around with a camera or a video camera and be able to watch your behavior. And from the, visible, uh, from the visible signs of that, from the tape, if you like, from watching that, they should be able to identify some, if not all, of your values if they followed you around long enough. Now, this is why it's so important for certainly as a sales leader, to do this work because a critical element of creating a successful environment within your team is to be absolutely crystal clear on what is important to you as a team, what will be your guiding principles that you and the team will operate by that will underpin your long-term and sustainable success, because that's what it's all about. Because values really are going to be the the team's true north. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not really prescriptive on how many values you need to come up with. A lot of people say, oh, well, let's have a top five. I know people have got 25 values, and they live by them every single day. Whatever works for you is the values number that will work for you. It just has to be the work done to actually identify them and really put some stuff in place after identifying those values so that the behaviors can be demonstrated and therefore the results consistent and sustainable. So values will become the team's true north. So if you have five, have 10, whatever the case might be, these are the principles that will be upheld in every situation, in every conversation with other teams within the business, as well as with your vendors, your suppliers, but also especially your customers. Because when the going gets tough, tough, as inevitably it will. When you're going to be challenged, it's going to—it's the operation according to the values which will see you through, enable you to weather the storm, and this is the key thing. They will also enable you to build, maintain, and demonstrate consistency, integrity, and reliability to others. And people will be dealing with you and your team will always enjoy a consistent experience with you. They know what they're going to get because you're operating according to your team values. Now, this is why this is why it's so uh, so important to do this. Now, I mentioned team values there because you can do this exercise as a team, which I implore you to do. But before we do that, it's really important for you as a leader to work out what are your core values, because that may have an influence in terms of what the team values are going to be based on your your leadership philosophy and the direction you want to take your team. But it's an exercise that is well worth doing. So uh, a lot of my clients, I take this, them through this exercise, and it's a really powerful exercise. It's very simple, uh, but sometimes the simplest things are often the ones that uh, people overlook and don't necessarily spend enough time focusing on. And look, when that happens, just so you know, when we don't sit down and work out what our core values are, what our core beliefs and core standards are, then often what will happen is we'll have the unwritten ones. So there'll be unconscious beliefs and values that will play out in the behavior. And these these may be uh, hindering, they also might be helping, and sometimes you might get lucky a lot of the time, this is a conscious exercise we need to do in order to get us on track, but also get our team on track as well. So this is a this is an exercise that is well worth doing. Now, um, there's a number of steps here, and I'm going to go through these at a at a high level. And if you haven't gone through this exercise yourself, I I highly just suggest, highly encourage you to do that. And if you'd like some help with that. Of course, uh, we can have a conversation about that, and you know the drill. Go to my calendar, and I'll give you that at the end of this episode. So, step number one. Uh, this is this is probably the most important step. What are your values? Now, I don't necessarily canvass that question in that way to many sales leaders because when people are asked, "Hey, what are you? What are your values?", many people don't actually know how to answer that because, for all intents and purposes, they haven't really thought about it to that degree. So, instead, think about, "Okay, what is important to you?" What makes you a leader? As a leader, as a sales leader in this business, in this industry, in this organization, in this team, what do you hold dear to you? What is important to you that will enable you to get the results that you're looking for? And this is really about an exercise around brainstorming and thinking about, okay, what are all the things that are really important to me as a sales leader that's going to help me create an environment that underpins success, that becomes sustainable and consistent and replicable? for my team. Now, there's a number of examples, and there's there's and there's no right values and no wrong values because it's going to be potentially different for many different people. And so as an example, some, some core values you might think about, for example, are going to be integrity, respect, challenging the status quo, empowerment, learning, teaching, excitement, uh, humor, fun. Uh, I've had clients talk about family as a, as a core value. So these are all the things that are going to be near and dear to you. So be prescriptive and also spend the time you need to spend in order to get these out on a flip chart, a whiteboard, a piece of paper, iPhone, whatever the case might be. Step number one, therefore, is really, really important. Identify what is important to you. This is the identification of your value. Step number two is for each of these, I want you to ask yourself this question. Why is this important? why is this value important? And the follow-up question is, how do I demonstrate this in my day-to-day activity? Now, this is a point of reflection because what it's doing is actually thinking about, okay, if this is important to me, I should be able to very easily articulate why it's important to me, but also how I demonstrate this value on a day-to-day basis. So that's step number two. Step number three is seek some feedback from others, others who you trust, on whether these values are being demonstrated. So you're not asking them to tell you what they think your values are. What you're gonna be asking them is you're gonna share with them, okay, this is what's important to me. Can you give me some examples where these are actively demonstrated, where you've seen these play out? Because often you'll get some feedback where you might think you've got a certain value. What they're seeing though is behavior that's something different than the value that you hold dear to you. And so it's really good to get some feedback because it actually can solidify or give you some more information in terms, of, okay, whether this uh, whether this value itself is being demonstrated, or whether I need to change some things around that value in terms of behaviour to really embed this. Or it could well be that you know what, it's not actually important. You've just written it down for for whatever reason. So getting feedback from others who you trust, and that's the key thing, who you trust, who you have in your inner circle, is really important. But it's done specifically to say, okay, do do these people who you trust see you demonstrate these values. Step number four is to now prioritize them. Now, often I'll have clients that will come up with a list of 10 or 20, and I take them through an exercise where I first of all ask them, okay, put them into some sort of order that you believe is from top to bottom in terms of your order of importance. But then I'll go through a process to challenge them, to get them to make a decision based on comparing one value to the other to determine which one's the most important one. So in step number four, in terms of prioritization, the first part of that I'd like you to think about is, okay, in your in your view, based on the values you've come up with, what is number one through to 10 or number one through to 15 or number one through to 20, whatever you've got. Put them in order of importance because then the next part of this is to take the first uh, first value and compare it with the value that sits at number position number two. And all you're gonna do is you're gonna make a comparison. So for example, if I've got integrity and respect as one and two on my list, I'm gonna say something like, okay, between integrity and respect, which value is the most important one to you? Now this is a really important part of the exercise because what you've got is you're looking for, okay, which are the most important ones based on a comparison that I'm gonna do two values at a time. So I'll, I'll compare value one and value two and have selected from that which one is the most important. Then what I'll do is I'll compare that value with number three. Then I'll work out which one's more important. Then I'll compare that one with number four if that's, if, and work out which is more important. What you'll find is if you go through that list and do that exercise, you'll find you'll put it into order very, very quickly. Now if value number one, for example, integrity, is the number one, then when I compare that with all the other values, integrity will always come out number one. However, if I get down to uh, value number five, for example, on my list of priorities, and I compare integrity with, say, family, right, and the response is, well, actually, family is the most important one, then guess what? Family becomes the number one value, and the process starts again, because then family becomes the number one value, then we've got to compare family to respect, which was sitting at number two, and then work out which one of those two are the most important, and so the f- process flows like that. Comparing two values at once Uh, to find out which one's the most important one is the key way of actually identifying the values and specifically putting into an order of importance. So that's a really key part of the whole process. And that's, that's the one that actually takes the most amount of time because often people will change their minds or they'll come up with a value and they'll compare it to another value and they think, you know what, I thought that was the most important one. But when I really, really think about it, when I deep dive into it, this one's actually more important, so the process can be quite a bit of time, but it is worth investing in it because at the end of the day, at the at the end of the process, you'll have a set of values that will be literally your north your your north star. So that's step number four. Step number five is once you've identified those and prioritized them, uh, gone through that process. Now it's a case of all right, how do I identify some specific behaviours that I can commit to? that I can be disciplined around that will underpin these values and therefore underpin my success. So this is about thinking about, okay, how am I gonna start demonstrating these? And particularly from a team perspective, that's when we start to get into standards of behaviors. Now, I'm not gonna talk about standards today, but from each of the values, it's really important to think about, well, how do we demonstrate these? How do we show these? And so there will be some expectations and there will be some standards that are attached to those that you will then potentially put in place as KPIs or certainly as metrics to measure performance against those values. And then step number six, as always, is we've got to continue to review them and we've also got to continue to monitor them. How are we going according to the values that we set? Are we actually living according to our values? Are we continuing to get feedback from people who uh, we respect and give us feedback in terms of are we continuing to demonstrate these values, live to these values? deliver the results and the behaviors against these values, etc., etc. So there are the six steps when it comes to putting together a list of leadership values, uh, sales team values, in fact, any list of values at all. It's a great process to go through, but it is well worth investing the time because it does take a bit of time if you do it properly. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that is of value to you. And if you haven't done a values exercise before, sit down and actually spend some time doing that because it's well worth the investment of time. and You'd be amazed at what you can come up with And certainly do that exercise with your team as well. And of course, as a reminder, if you need some help with this or would like some help with this and in the process, if you're committed to taking your sales leadership too, the exceptional sales letter level, then please jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll have a conversation about working together one-on-one and helping you drive to that exceptional sales letter status over the next 90 days. So it's a well-worth investment of your time. Uh, so yes, there's an investment in 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 money as well, but uh, it's well-worth the investment because uh, we'll get you up and running into being exceptional ASAP. So I look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing another message with you on the next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.